0: oh that's a new oh man what did it <laughs> pop something up to tell you yeah about? it was
1: something new i was like oh. oh this is recording I'm like well yeah
0: look at that it's showing off it's fancy Ooh. super upgrades
1: fancy. upgrades people all the upgrades
0: <laughs> so all right well all you dudes and dudettes that uh have not uh haven't been around for a while to hear our awesome voices. Welcome back.
1: We know it's been a whole two weeks, so
0: I know <laughs> it's been crazy, but it was super worth it because um, Comics Pro was an amazing time. Um, it was awesome, man. I got to like, I got to take guys from New Zealand and Australia to the warehouse, and India to the warehouse. Um, we got to actually pitch some things to them for the POS system that we use. So you guys will see some new cool stuff ha- rolling out through that. Um, DC Comics made the announcement; they're finally returning their their release schedule to Tuesday or to Wednesday again instead of Tuesday, starting in July.
1: Yeah, you are best, super excited about best that. ex
0: best fucking announcement in the whole weekend. I'm not even kidding. It was awesome. Um, very excited about that. Uh other than that, I mean, really isn't a lot of news. Like even though comics pro happened, there really wasn't a ton of of news news. Like it was really bizarre like nothing out of that was like earth-shattering. It was a lot of like okay, cool. All right, I like what you're going with. I see what you're coming out with. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And it was it was all good momentum um which was great it just wasn't like there wasn't any like super earth shattering news like the most earth shattering thing was dc pushing back to wednesday again which was awesome so (laughs) i know a couple guys were a couple of the staff were like why is this cool and the other ones were like thank god So (laughs) (laughs) so it was interesting to to see where it went so um but we got to hang out with some cool people um Claudio and Chandra were there as Price Fighter Inferno as an impromptu uh, concert, which was super awesome. Um, Amy Jo Johnson was there signing copies of um, the Power Rangers Return book, uh, which I think I might have my copy here. Hold on, I
1: don't, maybe. What our our no, fellow I co? Don't. I did don't, enjoy don't your face. story about your fellow our fellow cohort podcasting oh. uh software.
0: <laughs> all right listen so we get in line. So well also so tony fleeks was there uh dave wacker was there dave's a great dude um they were pitching their new book which i'll show you here in a second um and like boom really brought brought it this year uh comicsberg also did very well they brought a lot to that too and they were they were all set up and it was really good um the lounge was cool um you know and and you know the, everybody loved the fact that i brought them pop tarts so it was good um <laughs> so uh so we get in line for the boom thing right the boom booth to like <laughs> see like get you know get free swag and and some stuff like that and meet like the guy from um the displaced and the guys from man's best and tony and dave are at the end but the very first person is amy joe johnson and we don't i forgot she was going to be there so we get in line and we're talking to some other independent creator guys and we're just getting in line and we're as we're coming down i'm like oh cool amy joe johnson's here like in my head i'm like oh yeah i forgot that that was happening didn't say anything and tim just goes oh my god oh my god oh oh my god oh oh my god is that amy joe johnson Please tell me that's not pain. <laughs> Is that fucking Kimberly? Oh, my God. Oh, my. And I'm just like, I'm like, am I going to, are you, you going to have to step out of line? Like, what, what are we doing here? And he's just like, he's like, oh, my God. She was my first crush. Oh, my God. I don't know how I'm going to get <laughs> back in the car with my wife. Oh, my God. This is awful. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I'm just like, oh. dude, dude, she's, she's like tiny. Like, like, like sh- you blink and you miss her. She's so t- small. Like, it's it's fine you're gonna be fine and he's just like oh my god i don't know if i could do this super funny the whole like it was just super awkward funny and just watching him go up there and talk to her was really fun she was super sweet though like honest Mm -hmm. to god she was probably like one of the sweetest people i've ever met she was very nice um and very just just chill um we talked to her about some places to eat uh and then later that night Boom ended up walking into the the place that I tried to go take some people to, and they had taken up so much space that there was no room for us. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> damn you, Boom! Um, but it was it was cool. Um, and I got later that night. I ended up with a uh, uh, Amory Wars uh, No World for Tomorrow poster signed with by Claudio and Chandra. Talked to him a little bit. It was a good time. Um, but one of the other cool things that came out of Comics Pro. And I'm giving all the props that I can to the boss because he did this. I told him, I was like, boss, he did good. And thank you for that. And I'm glad it worked out. And um, you know, he was he was for the most part, cool about the whole thing. He just was a little bit like, I don't think where we put him was thought out very well. And I'm like, that's because I wasn't there, but it's cool. Um, But (laughs) I didn't want to say that, but That's what I. That's how I feel. Anyway, I thought it worked out. Um, I thought it looked fine. Um, But uh, so Jeff Johns came to the waterfront, and like two hundred people showed up. So um, before before he (laughs) before I left on Thursday night, though, I waited till after he was done with his presentation. I totally walked up to him, like total fanboy, and was like, "Mr. Johns, I'm really sorry, but I work for Todd." and i can't make it to the to the the signing tomorrow is there any way you would sign some of my books and i had left some books at the store for for him to him to mm-hmm. sign too um but he was totally cool he was like yeah man i'll i'll totally sign which then started a flood of other people doing the same thing which i felt really bad about <laughs> but mm-hmm. um so he signed my ghost machine uh comics pro sketch cover which is cool mm-hmm. um and My Green Lantern 1, No Fear. Um, (laughs) So he signed those at at Comics Pro. Then I had these two sitting at the store that I wanted him to do, and he did. Um, So here's a Blackest Night 1 where he signed in the Eyeball, which is awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. And then this Flash Rebirth 1, which is the first Jeff Johns book I ever read. And I love that he redid the, the flashes logo. Um Bo out. I didn't see what he did to yours, but it looks like he's doing remarks on a lot of stuff. Okay. Bo got a um was it Green Lantern 48, like the first Larflee's cover where he's like holding the orange lantern. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Johns rewrote over the mine. He really he like with a marker wrote mine real big. Nice. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and then this is my uh my uncanny valley um dave wachter tony fleek's book coming out um and so this this book's actually kind of interesting cuz they talked about it so it's like half humans half uh like half animated people so like this so like this book is like a sketch sort of sketchbook so here's like all the humans And Dave did all the humans, and they look really good, right? Okay. And then you they find out that the grandfather of the kid uh, of the kid is actually a cartoon character, um, who looks kind of like Elmer Fudd, uh, and like the crows from, like Looney Tunes, come in, and then there's the the grandfather, right? (laughs) But they they interact like that, so it's almost like uh it's almost like cool world and Roger Rabbit but like a little more serious tone um so I'm excited okay. for that um we just I just got an email from Dave today talking about doing signing events for when it releases so uh we will announce those as soon as we lock those in so make sure you check that out uh, then we went to Happy Valley Comic-Con yes, in State College did. Um, and it was a good time they uh, they had increased uh uh attendance which was awesome yes. um
1: the it layout is... was
0: pretty much a little bit better mm-hmm. um mm. you yeah, we were we were stuck that the one of the cosplay groups happened to stick one of their backdrops sideways and then stood off to the side and it kind of blocked people from seeing us but we did respectfully good we were okay um but it was a, it was a it fun did. time. I just, I really like just to go to hang out. Um, yeah. I am a little bit mad that the one restaurant slash brewery lost my reservation, but it worked out because we <laughs> got, to, got to have dinner with some friends and it was, yeah. it was a good time. And I think we ended up with better food. So, uh, yeah.
1: it was our third choice granted <laughs> because
0: the yeah, second yeah. choice
1: is closed down too. You know what though?
0: <laughs> so, so our first choice, well, our first choice is the, the brewery. The second mm-hmm. choice was Outback. But it looks like a lot of Outbacks are actually closing, which is weird. Oh, does that mean so, Outback's
1: closing down? Down. Okay. Yeah,
0: the the one in South Hills Village closed down. Oh my So yeah, I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe a bunch of them are closing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then speaking of closing, uh, more crazy like, man, I keep feeling bad for these guys and I don't know what to tell them to make it better. Um, so the the ho- the Double Tree Hotel in Monroeville closed, which is the hotel right beside the convention center which is closing in june Mm -hmm. and is where steel city con holds a lot of their uh celebrities celebrities during their show so Mm -hmm. now they're like kind of screwed for their april show and i don't like i i don't know what they're gonna do uh i mean there is they could probably get some room at the mall or like an empty retail space Uh, around there but i or or just not do a panel room and shove everybody in there but then they're really gonna have to watch fire code and like I don't it's, it's
1: gonna be like it was a couple it's... of years ago
0: where everybody's gonna be back to back to back and okay. Well don't I mean don't complain? It's a it's gonna be a it's gonna be rough. And I, I feel really bad for them. I feel bad for the vendors. Um I feel bad for all those people who just got their like weddings and other shit cancelled from that, that hotel. I was gonna too. say like, that was like that was some bullshit shame
1: on double they literally
0: called the people that were in the rooms and were like you need to find a new place tomorrow because you're checking out and we're closing like that's some crazy shit man
1: i was gonna say that's
0: ow (laughs) right so anyway we feel bad for all those guys we wish them the best of luck um there's really nothing else that i think we can say because you know i besides you know we feel bad for them like what can what can we do? Nothing. Nothing. So you know, I just uh I wish them the best of luck, man. Like that totally <laughs> that, I did not no one saw that one coming. Like like the convention center thing, I was like, okay, I could see that. Yeah. But then but then the hotel not even waiting until the convention center closed to close. I was like holy crap. So that's rough. And that it,
1: that's what boggles my mind a little bit is that was used Yes, in tandem with the convention center, mm-hmm. but it's also one of those hotels that if you couldn't get a hotel like directly in Pittsburgh, it's pretty close to Pittsburgh. It's, yeah, stone's throw away, you know.
0: Well, a lot of uh-huh. guys, when they do business, like a lot of the, the corporate guys that go to the mall for stuff and all the stuff yeah, down it's, the road, it's, like, it's so
1: weird. Yeah,
0: I mean, there I got, are other hotels, it's just, yeah, that one's right there, right there. Yeah, so. But I, yeah. from what I understand, part of it was um, that Hilton, it, it, it's a double tree, with Hilton and it, uh, Hilton really wanted them to uh, like do a bunch of improvements and that wasn't going to, they were like, no, we're not making enough money to do that. So they weren't doing it. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of annoying. So it's like but,
1: make it a better experience for our customers. No, we don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Before I forget, guys, don't forget this Saturday is free graphic novel day. We have a ton of free graphic novels to give away. Um, just you get one for coming in, you get another one if you buy another graphic novel in the store. You could buy one off the table for five bucks. So, literally, for 20 bucks plus tax, you would get nine graphic novels off the table if you so choose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good time. There are new stuff. There's some new stuff we added this year that was not on there the years previous. So make sure you go check that out. Um, that's all locations this Saturday, all day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm so tired. I don't know what, what the hell's going on. But
1: <laughs> uh, Mind if I, I show off some of the stuff I got? Sure. Valley? All right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I got uh, I, I bought a page of art from Wayne Faucher, but it's yeah. downstairs, and I forgot about, it. I
1: forgot uh, about it. The first one is, and I had a good half hour talk with this gentleman um uh, Mr Keith Williams here he is an inker he inked the phantom for decades mm-hmm. and nicest dude you know i gave him our info so maybe next year he will be <laughs> down for coming down and doing it for all those old school guys he would definitely be uh someone you uh enjoy there i told him all about my uh phantom and how that was one of the first things i ever read comic wise and and it was always in the sunday funnies and he's like yeah he's like i did most of those he's like i was like oh that's cool you know it nice dude i really enjoyed awesome. talking with him uh i forget who what vendor i got these off of i forget he's what he was the one punk rock dude that said he knew Todd.
0: Oh, I I forget. uh, Like his uh, company. I forget what his name was. He was really cool though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got my last three undertaker chaos comics (laughs) I've been looking for. Uh, So that is, that is a run done and complete. And last but not least. uh, Thank you. uh, Keith down there in nerd box. Uh, gave me a deal on a Tales to Astonish 70.
0: Ooh.
1: Tales to Astonish 101.
0: Ooh.
1: And I got, gave me a heck of a deal on a Sandman number four, first appearance of Lucifer Morningstar.
0: Okay. So. We can kind of see that, even though it's graded.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I guess I do have some more news um well also you're probably wondering why we called this what happened to justin's books um so because justin and i were in state college and couldn't go to the jeff john signing his books are in my car that's why they're <laughs> i don't know why they didn't keep them knowing you were going to be there next the today H- but whatever
1: hibbert said he didn't know if i was gonna show i was like dude i told you the whole month of february
0: <laughs> that includes today it includes Planted, sleep day it includes inc- sleep day. yeah
1: include no he would have been right any other year within four years so that's
0: true you, you know. were in the cycle here yeah. uh know. so so anyway i have something else to announce so um this is a very experiment thing we are going to do so next by next weekend our ohio store will have some avengers volume one Batman New 52, Sandman, Thor Volume 1, Saga, and Walking Dead and Walking Dead Deluxe back issues listed on their store website. If these go well, then we will, you will see more of that, mostly in Elwood because we have selections that can be not um, not touched by customers <laughs> uh, so it get messed up. Um, so you may see start seeing more back issues on there. Now we will not do the 50/50 on an online purchase. That is not how that works. Um, but you can also starting right now, buy something from one of the other stores on their website and choose to just get it transferred to one of your local stores for a cheaper price, um, it probably will end up being about a dollar to do that. But right now it's at a penny. So if you are a Butler guy who wants to see some, wants to buy some stuff off the waterfronts website, you can get that transferred for a penny right now after you pay for everything. Uh, And you still get your rewards. You can still use your rewards on the online purchase. Um, but probably starting in April, it will become a dollar to do that. Um, we're just trying to get people to try it out right now and see how well it works. Uh, but you have to go to the website. You have to purchase the item first, and then you can get it transferred to your local store. And then we'll just give you a call when it gets there. Usually takes about a week. Um, and the reason we're charging a dollar is going to be like when we transfer those, if you buy a lot of, we imagine this is going to be a lot of single book stuff, um, we're going to be charging you the dollar because we're gonna put everything in a bag and board ahead of time so that it's so it kind of covers part of that cost. That's really all that is. Um, you don't really have to worry about it as much. Um so okay. I think that's it. We can start talking about uh I all right. I <laughs> we're gonna talk about the the fact that I watched all of the X-Men animated series since last time we were on, because we talked about in the 97. So in two weeks, I watched all five seasons of X-Men 93, um, which only ran to 96, which was really weird, but um, sure, whatever. That's when Marvel went into bankruptcy. That's why Spider-Man stopped and then stuff was going to go into UPN and then After that, like Saban took over Spider-Man and turned it into the Spider-Man Unlimited. Um, But Saban had done the X-Men show. So watching this on Disney Plus is weird because they put it in more of a storyline chronological order, not a as it aired chronological order. Mm. So stuff's jumbled around a little bit. Like there's an episode with like X Factor in season two that's actually a season five episode. Um, and you could tell by the animation and the the intro, because the intro for the last season was all like this dude wailing on electric guitar. Um, mm-hmm. but it's the same song, just electric guitar version. Mm-hmm. So after watching all of it, I have some issues, we'll call it. Um <laughs> Most of them are, so, there there are characters that, in the comics, they would have known before they show up. So, in, like, the third episode, you meet Warren Worthington III. As Angel, like, he wears this full-on post-X-Factor red and white Angel costume. Apocalypse is already there. And in the next episode, he has turned into Archangel already. And none of the X-Men know who he is. Like, at all. At all. But then later, in like season four, you see flashbacks of the original team. And Angel is obviously there. So what the fuck? And then... Well,
1: if I (laughs) recall, his first... First X-Men he meets in the series was Rogue, she wouldn't know who he was,
0: technically. Yeah, but the rest of the team meets him as like and she she talks to them about him and they're like, I don't know who that is. They're like, Who? <laughs> like, who is that guy? And it's like, oh, oh okay. that's Warworth did whatever. And then uh so then there's an age of apocalypse-ish sort of episode, because it's not really age of apocalypse, but it's one oh, the, the um, heavy time travel episodes. Yes. Yes. So which I, I will be honest, I think they're my favorite are all the time travel episodes like the Bishop and Cable episodes are all my favorite ones. And I don't because, know why. Probably but because I also Bishop love is
1: really good in this series. Like, yeah, his character is really fleshed out. Yep. Um, He it's you see where he's coming from and especially the battle between him and Cable. That was fun. That was like mm-hmm. them battling each other with their guns. Yep. Whose future god is more powerful? And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those favorite things that sticks. 3099
0: or 2099. You yeah. choose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I I really like their episodes. I like the Archangel episodes. Um like they they just all really work for me. The two mm. or three nightcrawler episodes really work for me. Um but anyway, so there's this one Age of Apocalypse ish episode where Fitzroy goes back to kill Professor X, mm-hmm. um, and you, you see this alternate reality, right? Yes. So it's this alternate reality with these dudes, and they're like um so they're 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 fighting sentinels, and you see Mimic, who you've not seen in the show because Morph is supposed to be Mimic, right? He mm-hmm. like the character replaced Mimic cuz Mimic dies in like an early issue of the show of the books. So you see Mimic flying around and like blasted with Cyclops's eyes and has angel's wings and he's big like beast and you know all that shit. So he he's there and then in the same scene you see Exiles looking morph sitting there in the exile style suit. Now they did also draw Caliban to kind of look like morph like yeah. that. Or I guess exile I think that morph was probably kind of Cal- looked like Caliban. That was probably so Caliban. Could, could have been Caliban. Yeah. Um
1: But again, I also alternate reality too. Right. <laughs> but it was the only
0: episode we got a uh, storm with her freaking Mohawk. Mohawk that was awesome. Yeah.
1: And um, I liked the romantic between her Lord and Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Which is, you know, the the whole series, like, as much as it's a meme with him yearning with the picture and the whole thing, the whole series is basically shitting on Wolverine's love life.
0: Like, he can't catch a break in the right. entire series. It's Silver like, Fox, Gene, Silver Fox, Storm, Gene, Storm. Uh, uh, Yuriko. Yeah, they're all, like, It's like, a, he is terrible. If it's, they're it's not awful.
1: dead, they, so. like, they put him in the friend zone. And if they don't do that, they, they hate them. It's, it's like, it's, it's the whole spectrum. And uh, I, again, one of my favorite also is the weapon X program, like him, his background and everything. And again, this is the series that to me was very um, influenced my Wolverine love of short dude with an attitude uh, like I said, gets crapped on by all the chicks. That that was definitely me. Like uh, The Weapon X thing was definitely, like, we all know is kind of a whole thing of that first uh, Viet- kind of an anti-Vietnam of what vets deal with in the PTSD yep. and having a father who did that, who served and he did have that. Yeah. um uh, it it's it's one of those things that uh ingrained in my mind my psyche my like reading um so it's definitely one of those you can see why wolverine got popular in the 90s mm. very focused on him which i yeah. have no issue with it's, although i love the omega red stuff too The Omega Red yeah. really was a good bad guy for the most uh, part
0: i thought like, he was okay i i I think my favorite, some of my favorite Wolverine episodes were probably like the one where him and Captain America are like fighting the Nazis in World War II. Yes, and, yes. and they beat up the sleeper and, you know, the Red Skulls there. Um, although the animation had, had, in that last season was so weird. So bad. It wasn't bad. It was just different. And it was weird. Yeah, um, it throws you
1: off. Because it. Yeah, you got used to what? One through four that shading and very realistic almost well, lifelike.
0: It looked nah, it it just it looked like a mix between like if they took the anime or if they took the video game like the arcade game at that time and made it into an animated show. That's what it was. Yeah. It was it was like taking it was like dumbing down Jim Lee's art. But it was fine. It worked. It worked for yeah. what it wanted to be. Um and but then, then in this last, that, last season like all like all their outfits changed sort of like Jean went from having a ponytail to having full hair Rogue lost her butt and her hair was less um storm had more hair uh Jubilee changed outfits every single freaking episode and finally looked Asian um uh, <laughs> and then uh or or Pacific Islander I I don't know what her actual I can't remember what I her think actual. she's supposed
1: to be like the like south asian type okay you know where it's like
0: some more pacific islander yeah okay um and you know and, and gambit like it was like we use gambit in the first two seasons and then we don't for two whole seasons and then he's back in the last season and it's like what the hell <laughs> and like same with gene it's like it's like where the hell did gene come back from like all of a sudden she's back like they do the phoenix saga and then they like don't use her for her, like or dark phoenix saga and then they don't use her for a long time. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're gonna use her. And then the finale, it's like, oh, we have to wrap up literally everything. So Jean's back, we're to bring the Shiar back, like all kinds of stuff. It's like, what the hell? They were just um,
1: throwing everything to the wall. And, and was... one of
0: the one of the weird episodes that I I didn't think I was gonna like, but um I did was the Mr. Sinister uh origin episode. Yes, um, that was really good. It was very good, but it was like super out of place. Yeah. But it was good. It didn't fit.
1: It didn't yeah. fit in any of the, the whole season five. Yeah. Uh this that would have been an awesome episode, maybe, for this upcoming like yeah. X-Men 97, and that could have been like episode one of The Origin of Mr. Sinister. But yeah. I can't complain. It was good storytelling. I mm-hmm. love the fact that Xavier's ancestor was like his mortal his enemy right friend slash enemy and it was it was so weird i was like okay that's cool i love that tie in that was right. that was really nice uh
0: i also really liked i liked the phalanx episodes but i liked it for warlock not for the actual phalanx stuff because it kind of jacked up the phalanx storyline um but i I also like the one with, uh, with Cannonball. Like it was a really random one-off episode and I'm like, Oh, Cannonball's in this. Cool. Yeah. Like, um, I I was kind of hoping for more of that kind of stuff, but it didn't really pan out. Uh,
1: My, my, this is like one of my kind of things. I hope if X-Men 97 does very well, maybe we will see a new mutants, animated series
0: a maybe years down the road I mean rain's already in rain's already been in multiple episodes rain yeah. was in the X Factor episode rain was in the episode with Phalanx also thought it was weird that sunfire was like kind of a douche and not a good guy in that episode but um like I said I have some issues with it but for mm-hmm. the most part I enjoyed it um I I give it like a four out of five like i thought it was good
1: yeah Yeah. in general most of the stories were like i don't want to say the seasons were awesome not because not every season was good no but i i want to say those first two seasons were like the groundbreaking Mm -hmm. and those were definitely the years that people were like juicy x-men it was awesome you know and it you, you got all the really cool storylines like beast um and the friends of humanity Mm -hmm. kidnapping his girlfriend. And that was like a really, you really see the bigotry and the, you know, the, what the people have to deal with, you know, even currently, currently, this is, uh, you know, like there's,
0: (laughs) there's actually an episode where, um, where they talk to, they talk to Magneto about, or Magneto ends up joining forces with them. It might be the Phalanx episode. Like mm-hmm. where they basically are like 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 stop like people need to stop like being so filled with hate toward each other and just accept people for each other. And like all those dudes who like are now complaining because they're like, "Oh, Morphs non-binary" Yeah, he was non binary on that show too. He just didn't, they didn't just say that he was non binary. So, yeah. what I guess the thing is is like, would it have made a difference if they wouldn't have said that? Like, doesn't matter because I don't care. Yeah. I just, I just want the character to do character things. Like, yeah. But if they're going to, if it's, if it's needed to be stated for a storyline, then maybe. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting that they did the Nightcrawler's uh, old, the old background where Mystique's his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was interesting. Although now Mystique being his dad is even more weird, but whatever. <laughs> but again,
1: this was like 30 years ago. So yep. a lot yep. has changed in 30 years. Uh, right. and a lot hasn't changed in 30 years. So, <laughs> you know, you're,
0: you're also not wrong. <laughs> so,
1: cool. So, so, certain people would like to go back to 30 years or 40 years or 100 years. It depends on whose perspective we're looking
0: fair. at. So, all right. <laughs> all right. So, we're going to now move to comics. And yeah. so, we don't, we don't, I don't like it when we get too political. I want to just keep moving. So, uh, um, here we go comics. Yes. Boom. Cobra wait, hold on. There we go. You're no. fast okay. I forgot I forgot to back it up to the beginning. So okay. All
1: right. Uh resurrection of Magneto number two. Uh we left off with Storm finally finding Magneto in I guess it's hell or the Hell Dimension, afterlife dimension, whatever you want to call it. Um in this the beginning of this book, there's a flashback and you see this sea witch and she has namor in a pinch like he has like this um i don't know some creature on his face su- suffocating him and magneto negotiates with the sea witch to please release him you
0: know and give him my like, boy back
1: Well, she was like, you may regret this or blah, blah, blah. You were wise in your choices. He was not. Um, Well, it's Namor. What do you expect? He probably mouthed off to her and that's, you know, got him in trouble. Uh, But Magneto doesn't do that, you know. Um, But as a um, kind of a, I guess, second reward, she gives him a key. And she's like, this key will stay with you your entire existence. She's like, even in death, this key will always be on you. So uh, that becomes a very important towards the end of the book here. Uh, So we flash forward and we see Magneto suffering uh, in his own, his own uh, hell, own personal hell. Uh, You see the names of all his victims, whether they, he, personally hurt them or they got hurt because he was leading a uh, mutant rebellion against humans um he even um considers his young like his younger self victimized by his current by him currently um And you're seeing this, he has no eyes. You just see like the blood drip down. It's, you know, it's it's very like moving and it's very Magneto of the suffering and the weight he carries as his character tends to do. Uh, Storm sees him and she talks to him. Uh, She sees he's kind of broken a little bit, um, but she helps him see that not only has he done evil, but he has done good as well. And you see a wall of the people he has helped. And he's like, I can't take this. He's like, I can't see this. And then she puts her hands over his uh, his face and returns his eyes to him. Uh, This essentially kind of gets his morale back up and he whips out the key and he has the key. Um, and he turns the key, and this door, this dark door opens below them. Storm and Magneto fall down, and you hear this voice, very familiar voice, um, talking to Storm and Magneto, and you see the outline of the Shadow King. So Ooh. I cannot wait. And actually, the that last page is really awesome. I kind of want a uh, Shadow King sketch now because it's a really cool-looking piece. Uh, But I'm looking forward to seeing where the rest of this goes. Um, I'm going to give this... Give me, like, three scrambled eggs with some cheddar.
0: Mm. Cheddar? Uh, Cheddar. Cheddar?
1: Uh, give me, uh, some slice of bacon, some sausage a little bit, and, uh, give me a good glass of, uh, milk air. Cause this was a solid book all the way through, um, for those who like to read a lot of the Magneto books, like this short, his short series and everything, this definitely has got to be one of my favorites over the last couple of years. Uh, they've put out a couple, so, uh. Kind of looking forward to see where this is going to go.
0: Cool. My first book is Spider-Woman 4, Gang War. Um. This concludes her miniseries for Gang War. Uh. So, this book... Oh, man, it's so weird. So... It's going to be confusing if you haven't read... The last Spider Edge of Spider Verse were like, where Spider Woman was basically removed from the universe for a while. Okay, she's moved from existence. She has been snipped from the web of life. Um. So therefore, everyone forgets who she is, which includes the armadillo who's babysitting her son Jerry, who still exists, but because he wasn't being taken care or wasn't being sought after hydra came in and they took the baby and they basically put him in like an accelerated growing pod for lack of a better term and they have trained him to be the green mamba so she comes back into the world everyone remembers who they are but her son jerry is now the green mamba and he's about to kick everybody's booty so, um, there's a big fight scene between her and Diamondback. Um, Madam Webb shows up, who's Jessica Carpenter. Um, uh, Captain Marvel shows up. Big fight. Jerry gets knocked into the water. Um, they kind of let him. They don't rescue him, so I don't know if he's going to be dead or if he's going to come back later. He's probably going to come back later, um, but it it you know it ended that gang war chunk, and uh, instead of Diamondback being in charge of that space now, Matt or now Madam mask is, um, so it was it was kind of cool, but it was also a little bit depressing because of the Jerry being just all of a sudden grown up and there's a you know and and kind of following in her mom's footsteps of being um raised by by Hydra and turned into a killing weapon and stuff like that. So, um it was it was okay. The mini was pretty good for the most part. Um I'm going to say I'm going to give this book uh, I'm going to give it two warm pop tarts and <laughs> uh and like a protein shake that's that's what i'm giving it cuz that's a that sounds like a very jessica drew uh breakfast <laughs> what well, kind of
1: pop tarts now that's,
0: that's oh scary. blue blueberry blueberry Ooh. i see her doing a blueberry or s'mores i don't really see her doing strawberry or like brown sugar or like anything like that i think it's i think she's either a blueberry or a s'mores girl and now, hold on. Let me where
1: where's daddy in this? Hold on, wait, where's wait, Luke wait. Cage in this? This, this is my okay. question.
0: So all right. Let me I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna let you do your next book. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Luke Cage is not the baby daddy. Luke Cage is I thought Jessica. He was. No, that's that's uh, uh Or did they
1: change that? <laughs> no,
0: that's Jessica Jones is his um, his baby mama. Okay. Um, yeah, his like I don't think they actually ever said who the baby daddy is for Jessica Drew's kid, to be huh. honest. Yeah. All right. I, I uh, so, Wolverine so. 47. Right. But here's what I'm gonna do. Hold on. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna figure out who I'm gonna I'm gonna find the the writer for that book and I'm gonna ask them what they think Jessica Drew's. I'm gonna find them on Twitter and at mess and like I'm gonna message them or I'm going to tag them and be like, what do you think Jessica Drew's favorite Pop-Tart flavor would be? So. <laughs> All right. So All right. I'm going to do it right now and we'll see if we can get a uh, an answer while you're before the end of the show. That would be awesome.
1: All right. Uh, well, there's Wolverine 44. Um, I'll tell you what, this is uh, oof. Uh, for those who are enjoying the saber tooth war, you know, it's, it seems to be getting better and better with every issue. Um, this is like the aftermath of uh 616 Creed's attack on the uh mutant holdup in the Arctic. Um basically it's a lot of burying a lot of the mutants that were murdered uh by the various creed bots and the creeds of alternative dimensions. Um Wolverine is sitting there he's on an operating table swearing up a storm swearing he's gonna kill uh <laughs> sick tooth uh they're trying to put his hands back together and everything else um they're uh everybody's in mourning it, it's it's just not looking good for anybody right now um Domino and Colossus uh inform Wolverine that they have a runner. Uh you find out that Cap Creed is still alive. Uh and he's trying to get back to uh Sabretooth basically for revenge on Sabretooth for leaving for them leaving him there. Um but Wolverine uh Colossus and Domino track him down. Um uh, they bring him back to the base and they're basically torturing the crap out of them um and they can't really get anywhere because he's pretty much resisting anything uh that they've tried uh here till uh enter phoebe um and she just totally mind dives into his head just ripping information out of his head um and it's basically everything that's happened kind of gets you caught up a little bit on what's going on. Like all the stuff Sabretooth's done Wolverine over the years, um, what they did, what the mutants did to him, how this is all payback because how dare they, you know, betray him, blah, blah, blah. And they deserve everything they get. Um, the usual, you know, Sabretooth logic here. um, And, um, as she's doing this, uh, she gets trapped a little bit because, um, remember Quentin is under Sabretooth's control. Uh, so Quentin is actually pushing back against Phoebe's attack against, um, Cap Creed, um, which he eventually just gets his head blown off and he's done now, uh, for good. Uh, (laughs) And Phoebe sees Quentin's uh, mental um, image and he's saying, I'm sorry, this is not, you know, I didn't want to do this. Sabretooth made me do it. Um, And as they're dealing with all this and everybody's kind of in a frenzy, Wolverine slips out and he's going to confront Wolverine by himself. Uh, so, uh, it's a very, you know, kind of a slight rewind, a lot of gore, because again, this is, uh, I will say it again. This is the bloodiest we've had Wolverine in a long time in a main Wolverine volume and not just a mini series. Uh, I'm enjoying it and I hope the rest of you guys are enjoying it out there. Uh, I'm going to give this It feels like it's a usual, give me a couple slabs of meat. (laughs) Uh, Some, uh, maybe uh, some eggs. um, A whole bunch of spicy, give me some spicy peppers in there. Some jalapenos with uh, breakfast a little bit. Maybe wash it down with a... uh, A whiskey at this point because you might as well start drinking with your breakfast a little bit in this in this book (laughs) fair enough
0: so i had whiskey with my breakfast today i mean wait what
1: (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't shock me
0: (laughs) right (laughs) after the last two weeks i mean
1: (laughs) i was gonna say you need it so
0: all right so my next book Cobra Commander. Cobra la, la 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 I did that, <laughs> by the way, I did that full on in the middle of an elevator in the hotel. Because um, I, I who's I in there with? I was with Mark Hammond, uh, a buddy of mine who writes all oh Yeah! comics up in New York. And um, I think that was who it was. And I was, somebody said something about the Cobra Commander book. I'm like, if you ever read the Cobra Commander book, you really do need to. It's like really good. And they're like, they're like, uh, come on, uh, or like, why is it so good? I'm like, because it has Cobra Law in it, and he's like, you gotta say it right if you're gonna do it. I'm like, fine. So I do the full on Cobra Law, like Cobra la, 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 la. as the door opens, <laughs> Amy Joe Johnson standing there looking at me. I'm just like, come on in. There's room. She just starts laughing. So it was good. It was good. So uh, anyway, this book. Um, Picks up where the last one left off. It's got a lot of dreadnoughts in it. Um it's uh you know, Cobra Commander meeting some dreadnoughts uh in what I think is like the Everglades. Um and he kind of ditches his security detail that um that the the guys in Cobra lost sent with him. Um and he goes to this this old house in the in the like in the, it's got to be the Bayou I think it's not Everglades it's a Bayou I think, but um, you know they find like all this torture that's in there and he's just the the Dreadnoughts show up and they're like, like what are you doing here and why are you wearing that big coat like what are you doing and so Cobra like starts like shooting at them and blows up their car and. Um, sh- or Zorana shows up and is like, shut up about your car. Nothing can survive that forest. And um, Cobra Commander ends up falling in this lake with a bunch of alligators looking for the, the Energon. Um, it was a really good, fun little ride. And it kind of brought the it was cool to see the Dreadnoughts in there. Um, it's cool to see Cobra Commander kind of do the I'm going to be smarter than you and then still kind of fuck up and then still kind of make it happen anyway, which is kind of his whole, his whole shtick. Um, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I am giving this, let's go with um, three pieces of French toast with some blueberries on top and, uh, and some, and some syrup syrup Um, and a croissant. On the side. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Fancy. Yeah. Uh and uh and coffee, but it's in one of those clear glass glasses, not like a mug. Like nice. it's gotta be like fancy, like restaurant style. Not quite fancy enough to be like hard boiled egg on one of those little stands. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much where we're at. So. Okay. But it's good. And I like it. I like this book a lot. If you're not reading the Energon universe, you should be. It's probably one of the better um, written overall things going on right now um, that aren't in the Marvel and DC universe. And to be honest, it's a little bit better than the Marvel and DC universe, even though most of these guys are writing DC books anyway. So, uh, but check it out. It's a lot of fun.
1: All right. Spider-Punk arms race. Number one. Uh, I I was going to say, I enjoyed the last Spider-Punk uh book a ton. And Same. Same. Uh, this this did not disappoint, although there are not as many references to punk songs as there were in the last in the first episode or the first issue of the last uh series. You do get some cool things in this book. Uh you get the origin of spider punk, which is very Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles (laughs) with the uh, toxic uh, spider bite from basically a can from a barrel of uh, green goo. (laughs) I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: I did too. I thought that was uh, I was like, oh, that's kind of like semi-Batman-y, semi-Spider-man-y, semi- semi (laughs) daredevil <laughs> like <laughs> it's a little bit of everything i liked it a lot i thought it worked out really well yeah so.
1: i like the was it they call themselves the spider band instead of the mm-hmm. avengers uh so i guess you could technically say this is the first appearance of the spider band as we know them as the spider band instead of just
0: yeah yeah I, if, if they're like of the of the word use of Spider-Band. spider band, yes. band, yeah. By the so way, the Maria Wolf firsts. cover for this is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. and I, I I, didn't get one. Oh, I imagine yeah. that the, was probably Tims, gone. the Tims probably got the ones at the waterfront. Somebody else <laughs> at Ohio got it, and then Ryan didn't get it at the Mills. So I have no hope. No hope.
1: You can always so. try to order.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, see. we'll see. But uh,
1: this starts off with the Spider-Man battling. I'm gonna dumb them the metal lizards because that's <laughs> basically what they were. Uh and it's consists of the lizard, Sauron, uh Stegron, and uh the vulture as their manager. Yep. Uh I this was fun to me. This was, you know. I,
0: I thought it would be funnier if they were rock paper lizards. <laughs>
1: I like the one kind of looks like Danzig though. Yeah, if you look his outfit,
0: <laughs> they're almost like the Misfits. Like they, I think they were modeled after the Misfits
1: a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I, I would almost say they were more metal than they were punk. But hey, to each their own. Uh they battle them, they beat them. You know, that's no big deal. Ah, uh, but you also get to meet. This is this book is a must-have if you are big in first appearances. You get to meet Shuri and T'Challa of 138, Mm -hmm. Universe 138. Uh, Shuri is technically the, what? She's the liaison. Mm -hmm. um, And T'Challa is still king of Wakanda. You know, you just see the hologram version of him, I guess, throughout this. And they're helping um, rebuild the U.S. After all the crap from the last um series with the Oscorp goons almost destroying everything. Um and while they're th- you see a lot of stuff between them, uh, but you also get to meet Justin Hammer and Doc Awk uh, yep. of this universe as well. Uh and they're doing their Sentinel Slayer program. So, uh, you get to see a good old fashioned spidey enemy there, uh, for those who love their spider slayers. This is the that version of that. Um, to a bunch of underground rich people, um, the spider fi- uh, the spider band ends up fighting the sentinel slayer, uh, because apparently Justin Hammer is as foolish in this universe as he is in the six one six universe. Uh impatient and stupid. Uh presses the button and starts this sentinel without telling Doc Ock anything. Um but uh the Doc Ock is uh he's very patient and very calculating by the looks of it here. He even uh I do remember one pair where he uh talks about being superior. And they had to do it in the Superior Spider-Man title uh, lettering there. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, And that's like the end of that story. You actually get a mini story at the end here of Mm -hmm. Mateo and Ms. Marvel hanging out in uh, Philly. And they get attacked by yet another first appearance, 138 Bullseye. So yep. you see a nice little battle between them. Uh, it's it's very quick. It's like two pages, maybe three. And it's it's done and over with. Um, I really enjoyed this. This is super fun. Um, this seems to be, and I'm going to give this the most punk breakfast ever, okay? This is going to be, give me a beer. And give me some taco bell uh st- steak uh burrito with that. Mm-hmm. extra extra on the uh beans cuz you, you got to fill up the beans there. <laughs>
0: I'll do you one better. This is my my rating for it. Okay. It is beer in a big like the big glass mug <laughs> with two raw eggs. Oh. Yep, and that's it.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think I like the Taco Bell better.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's like a real punk rock. Like after wake up and have to deal with shit,
1: <laughs> slam it
0: back. <laughs> Fuck, that, gotta go the, back. That's
1: the Rocky. That's the Rocky way you're doing it there. <laughs>
0: it's the hangover, hangover cure, right? Hangover cure. All right. My last one is the ash can for man's best. This book is going to be awesome. <laughs> so it's a cat, a golden retriever, and a Boston Terrier. And they have, like, mech suits. And they are basically learning to use these mech suits uh, in, like, a holodeck-type thing. um, And their owners are, like, scientists and they're trying to get them to do this stuff. But it's really funny because, like, the Boston... It might be a Frenchie, but I'm pretty sure it's a Boston because I, I met the creators at the, the thing and I said, it's a Boston, right? And they're like, yeah. And it's funny because he keeps smelling his own butt. Um, And like at one point, like the, the bad robot shoots like this this um kind of force field at him and they're just like, oh, it's warm. And they're like, really warm. Oh, it's really, really warm. And they like take off their med suits. And they just start laying into it, and the, and the, the owners are like, "Really?"
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, but it's kind of cool. And like the gold retriever has like a like a a, a robot arm. Um, and uh, you know, at some point, if I remember what they the, the rest of this pitch was, it was like almost like the humans end up getting lost, like get in trouble in space or something and uh and these guys are going to end up trying to help them but their suits aren't really made to do that but they can kind of do some stuff but they think they're better like they think they're way more uh way better than they are like at one point like the boston starts flying around because uh, he has like a giant rocket and he's like shoot him in the eye and he shoots him and he shoots him in the arm and he's like He's like, there, I did it. He's like, no, dude, the face, not the arm. I said the face. He's like, you said the arm. He's like, no, I said the face. So it's, like, really funny that, like, the cat is kind of, like, the the leader and the dogs are just kind of like, yeah, we're going to go do this thing. <laughs> Let's go help. Yay. <laughs> um, so I, I really enjoyed it, mostly because of the Boston. Um, but it, it, it looks like a lot of fun. And it... It feels like it's going to be like that book that, like, if you're a pet lover, like, if you're a cat or, or a dog guy uh, or lady or non-binary or whatever you are, human, if you're a cat, or if you're a pet human, um, it, it is going to be appeal to you because of the, like, they basically try to make it react like the dogs and cats would. So, oh, hi, Amber. Uh. All right, so I'm going to give this um Oh man, I'm going to give this a bowl of cereal, like a bowl of like honey nut cheerios. <laughs> nice. Because my dogs would try to eat the honey nut cheerios right out of the bowl with me when I eat them. So yes. that's that's what that's what this book gets. Yeah. So uh, but check it out, it's a lot of fun. Um the real book comes out soon. So make sure you check that so, sorry, I just had someone message one of the stores through Google, and they asked if we carry the King James Bible. <laughs> I'm like, no, unfortunately, we don't carry the Bible. You may want to check, like, Books a Million or maybe Target or something. I'm not. No. No, we don't. We don't do that. It was just very weird. I was like, what? Is this real? Is someone pranking me? Um <laughs> Lord, it's fine. It's fine. It was just like very weird. Though, I was like, "What the fuck?" So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Oh, I want to, I want to, to do an exclusive first look. So, I got some cool shit in the mail today. So, for all of you fans of the show, um, we are we are now in full propaganda mode, brainwashing. Inbound, um, with little flyers like this, and big flyers like this. Ah, ah, <laughs> nice. looks good. Yeah, it's good. this one's going right up on my wall with all my other ones that I have. Um, <laughs> but this little bad boy is going to be everywhere in the next couple weeks, so make sure you check it out. That little QR code takes you right to the website, so you can buy your tickets. Uh, the website's getting a makeover to match this stuff here in the next couple days, hopefully by Monday. And uh, our poster features um a photo taken by Jeff Zoot, who will be at the show, taking photos of cosplayers um, and shooting with our featured cosplayers, which one of the featured cosplayers happens to be the guy dressed like Daredevil, Cash Branson, who's on the, the poster itself. Um, so, yeah, I'm real excited to... Get this thing rolling. I'm really excited to get these out to everybody. Uh so if you are a if you are or know a place that would like to carry some, uh just hit us up, hit me up, booking at threeerbuscomicon.com. I will email, or I will work it out and we can uh we can give you some some cool flyers and posters to hang around your store, your lunchroom, your break room, your desk, like whatever you want. Um, we'll make it work so cool. Uh, other than that, I think that's it, really. Like, there's uh, nothing wait,
1: one more thing totally forgot about this. Uh, we have another possible internet, like, we need the internet's help to change a movie, apparently. Uh, the still shots for the new crow movie have oh. come out, <laughs> you know. And I I, I looked at him like, okay, it doesn't look so bad. And then someone made the meme of Jared Leto Joker right beside him. And I'm like,
0: ah. Uh. Listen, I knew that's where you were going to go with that. <laughs> However, like, he doesn't have face tattoos. That's, so it's okay.
1: No, he does. He has face tattoos.
0: No. The others- yeah. No, 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 no. Hold on. Not when the not him in the
1: crow this. makeup, but you see him with face tattoos like Post Malone on the other two still shots. When he's still alive,
0: he has face Hold tattoos. On. Hold on. Googling, <laughs> Googling this, bitch. Hold on.
1: So, I'm uh, going to use a little bit of our, uh, please, uh, let's write to, I Uh, What company is doing this movie? By the way,
0: I'm trying to figure out. Um,
1: I I know Miramax doesn't exist
0: anymore. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, but it it is it is a face tattoo, but it's a really tiny one, and then you can't really see it because it like blends in with his eyes makeup. So it's not bad. I I don't. I don't think it's gonna be bad.
1: <laughs> I'm hoping it's not bad.
0: <laughs> I'm just wondering if he's gonna wear a shirt at all though. Like or if he's just gonna wear the trench coat. Cause like I I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just don't think that I I mean the 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 one still he has like a, a small tattoo like right here above his eyebrow. Yeah. But with his makeup on, it kind of covers it over. So, that's kind of my...
1: And that still shot could be him getting ready, like in the original Crow, where they did the whole him putting on makeup and get dressed and all that kind of stuff. So, that might be that point. Um, But, boy, being part of a couple of uh, Crow forums, total explosion (laughs) of... What the f is this? (laughs) Right. I feel like this is another Sonic situation where it's like they put this out and you're like,
0: I don't really right. (laughs) I don't don't know, man. I don't really think so because I think I I think that a like an Eric Draven character, if he were now, there's a good chance he probably would have would have. Yes. Like, I don't I don't necessarily think he would have had all the shit that, like, Joker had, where he had, like, shit everywhere. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, one, I'm not really mad about. Or, like, even if they're matching, I'm not going to be mad about that. But if it's, yeah. like, over here and on his cheeks and on his neck, like, everywhere, like, it's just a lot of tattoos, that's where it's going to be bad. Yeah. But if it's just... Okay, he's got one right here and maybe another one to match. I'm gonna be fine with it. Cause like all the ones on his chest look cool. Um I think Well, fa- except that-,
1: that weird one with it's like is that supposed to be like Picasso's face or something with his nipples and eye?
0: No, I don't think so. I think that is supposed to be I think that's like the all seeing eye, like the one you see
1: that's in his chest. Yeah, but there, then there's one right below it, where on, let, it looks there's a face.
0: Let me see if uh if I can find one like, the one that I found the the, the one website I found it just keeps, it keeps cycling it through like a couple different photos. So hold on, let me see if I find a still. Okay. Uh oh yeah, it's like a, it is like a face and his nipples the eye. Yeah, hey, whatever.
1: That that's I don't little... really
0: care. Oh, it it okay. <laughs> So it is just the one tattoo on his eyebrow.
1: Okay. I'm yeah.
0: wondering unless like unless they're gonna say like the, the smile is tattooed on. Which yeah. could like, be like if that's
1: gonna be part of his transformation into the crow, I have no issue with that. You know, right? we've seen worse.
0: Well, I mean, I I thought it was cool in the third one where like the burn was the mount like the yeah the thing. Yeah, I thought the... that was cool. Yeah. Actually.
1: And then you have what? The airload for a long one was
0: so powerful. okay. <laughs> so he's got a tattoo. He's got a spider web behind his ear. He's got one that's like part of his sideburn. And then the one above his eyebrow says lullaby. Uh, because there's a couple stills on like IMDB. Okay, that's the same yeah. side. You don't really see it from the other side. I think that's it. Those are the ones from there. But the chest ones, it's like, like I said, it's like the all-seeing eye is the big one. The weird face. There's a a tombstone that says, when, when, when now? Wendy now? When, when now? I think it's when now. Mm -hmm. It looks like some kind of like fairy or like the wasp almost on the other one. And then there's like a chain that breaks and then like a, a centipede that's going down like down to the groin and then like some crosses and something else on the other side of his abs. Um I don't think I've ever zoomed into somebody's abs like I have today right now. Um But yeah, I mean you can see him on IMDb there. They're okay. Like I don't I'm not going to be mad about it until if they're distracting during the movie, I will be mad about it. (laughs) If they're not distracting during the movie and it's just how he looks, I don't care. Yeah. Right. And that's, I I think that was more the problem with the Jared Leto stuff is a lot of people were like, like, you know, it was distracting. Like when he talked, they were distracting. Um,
1: Well, I guess like I told Chip today was like, the tattoos, even the tattoos on the Joker didn't bother me. It was that grill. That oh, grill. Yeah. <laughs> That's what bothered me. I, will I was agree. like, God I will damn.
0: <laughs> I will agree. His grill was definitely something that bothered me. Um, but I, I didn't actually, I didn't mind. I thought he had a little too many tattoos on the face. Um, and then but other than that, I actually liked the Jared Leto Joker. I thought, I, I was, thought
1: that I thought his hand thing with the smile was actually a pretty cool mm-hmm. way of doing it. Like a Joker tattoo. Like, OK, mm-hmm. I see that being a, a thing. I get that point. But they, again, I think, you know, Hollywood kind of. Uh, so I, I thought his, he
0: I thought he really felt like the one from Dark Knight, like like big white jacket purple Lamborghini fucking joker, man. Like, <laughs> like that was, and that's, I, I thought that's what they were going for. And I think that's who they, who we got. Yeah. So, but anyway, all right, we will talk more about other stuff next week. Um, cause we're out of time yeah. and stuff. So we will see everybody, uh, hopefully Saturday. We see some people for free, comp- for free graphic novel day. Um, not we'll see you next week over in Ohio at their anniversary sale Um, and then also don't forget the warehouse sales are coming up in April and free comic book days right on the right on the cusp and you got to get your tickets for three Rivers comic-con and we get so many more people to announce Um, we have like probably four more to announce at least Um, and I will I will do a, a soft announcement Uh, We are officially going to be uh, on the CBCS website listed as a show for this year. Uh, And they will be there to do all of your grading. And they do more than just comic books. They do comics. They do manga. They do magazines. uh, And they do sports cards. Uh, They do sports cards and memorabilia because they are part of Beckett. So they're the only place right now doing manga, which is cool. So you can bring your stuff down. You can drop it off with Cody. He will take it and get it all graded up and they will mail it back to you. Last year, people were getting their stuff back in like less than two weeks. It was crazy. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Maria Wolf's going to be there. Chris Roop's going to be there and he's done a lot of her variants. So he'll be right across the aisle. You can buy it from him, take them to her, Get take them to Cody off. They mm-hmm. go all signed and ready to go. Um, yep. It's going to be awesome. Um, and then, you know, and then we have Todd and, uh, and Larry that are going to be there doing the tribe relaunch. Like you can get that signed and graded right away. Um, Trish Fornster is going to have Farrell out uh, by then. Uh, Dave Wachter is going to have uncanny Valley out by then. It's going to be crazy. There's a lot of new wall book stuff. That's going to be out around the time of our show. Mm-hmm. So make sure you come and check it out. Um, and like I said, keep your eye out. We have some guests that we're going to be announcing in the next couple of weeks. So uh, keep your ears up and get those tickets. It'll be good times. It'll be faster to just buy it early and come on in and scan her out. So, All right, guys, have a great night. We'll talk to you next week.